Hi there, and welcome to Emmanuel. This is our conversations podcast where we spend a bit of time talking about the type of people that we want to become in our communities and in our homes. We hope that this encourages you to live a little bit more like Jesus taught us. God bless you. Well, hello, I'm Micah, and I'm here today with Corey. Hi, everyone. And this is a continuation of uh, our values documents. Over the last uh, little while, as we've been doing these conversations podcasts about the type of people we want to become, we keep pointing back to this document that a number of leaders in our fellowship uh, built together uh, that kind of describe uh, core values of, of the type of church that we want to be. Hmm. And we've looked over a few of them over the years. Years. It's not been that long yet. Over the year, uh, between uh, worshiping God only and being humble in our dealings with each other. But today we wanted to talk about what it means to be dependent on God, to, to rely on Jesus in our fellowship. Michael, why don't you take a read through this simple declaration that we've made about what depending on God is all about? Sure. So still on our Facebook page, you can find a link. You'll have to go way back in the archives. Uh, if one of us thinks about it, we'll, we'll refresh the post. But uh, here's what it sa- says on our uh, Kingdom Culture at IBC, Emmanuel Baptist Church document, about dependence. Jesus told his disciples that without him, they could do nothing. Jesus was led, empowered, and gifted by the Holy Spirit and bearing the fruit of the Spirit. So must his disciples be endued with power from on high. And that would be a a quote from Luke chapter 24, uh, verse 49. We will step out boldly in faith, and we will not act in fear or doubt, as we're encouraged to in Matthew 21, uh, verses 21 and 22. So that's what we've written down about what it means to be dependent on God. And we want to talk about it uh, from a... Uh, corporate perspective. What does it mean as a fellowship to be dependent on God? We want to talk about it from a personal perspective in our personal lives. What does that look like? But perhaps more than all of that, we want to look to our teacher, to our savior, Jesus, as we read in the gospels, what did it mean for him to be dependent on God? So let's start with just what it means for me, at least personally, in terms of depending on him. This is a question that Really, we come up against every time that we do any kind of ministry. So for those of you that are part of our fellowship uh, and you come on a Sunday morning and let's say I'm preaching or let's say I'm you show up at a meeting and I'm leading it or you come to a home church and I'm there and doing whatever and you feel blessed and you come to me afterwards and you say, Corey, I mean, that was amazing. I mean, I, just even this Sunday, people patting me on the back about uh, the message and about, oh, you did a great job. And I was so blessed in that. And it's at that point, every single time I hear something like that, and probably same thing for you too, Micah, I have to take a step back and say, it's not me. Mm. And I never wanted to be about me. You see, it wasn't the impact of my words that carried the day it wasn't how well i crafted sentences the impact people being moved to give their lives over to jesus what i've come to understand is it has very little to do about me but how much that i'm depending on god to do what i'm doing how much he chooses to use my words or my actions or my leadership Mm. and so that's i guess where 
dependence always begins, and maybe that's where it always should end for me, that everything that I do isn't in my own strength. Because you could easily draw the conclusion, just apply it to your own life, any one of you to say, I am good at blank. Yeah, I'm a good manager. Yeah, I'm a good fry cook. I'm a good truck driver. It's not about us. And it's miles away to saying, God, please help me be a good whatever it is. And you yeah. fill in that blank. And actually depending on him to do it. And so that that's how it works out for me, just on a day-to-day, week-by-week basis. Yeah, the the trick in our lives is that many of us live in a culture that talks about uh, lean into your strengths, uh, to be proud in what you do. And yeah, there's, there's certain parts and all of that, to, that much of our self-worth is built on our capacity to do things well. And yeah, it's nice to do a job well to the glory of God, but in the end, it's not about us. It's how is God using this to further his kingdom? To me, there are two ways, though, that we can practically demonstrate this value. And the first would be, I guess, what I'd call our life of prayer. Mm. This is totally demonstrated. The The root of all of this comes from the life of Jesus. When he walked here on this earth, he demonstrated what it was like to depend on his father, to get his marching orders from him, to lean on his strength or every word, every action, every thought, every attitude. And... What really strikes me is how often in the life of Jesus, we get these little vignettes, these little scenes of him going to prayer. Yeah. One of them, my favorite one, and perhaps the most famous, is in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, where it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Yeah. And we see this as being not just... Oh, this was a special thing Jesus did? No, he did this all the time. In fact, if you take a look at different points in his life, uh, like the healing of Lazarus from the dead, we get him breaking even in the mid-sentence and praying to his father. That's just illustrating his whole dependence on God was based on this interior life of prayer that was an ongoing conversation with him. And it, it really becomes clear as you're reading the Gospels that Jesus is trying to demonstrate this for us, that we are to rely on God and the Holy Spirit and Him to do things. As you start reading in, you, you see every once in a while Jesus say things, you know, not my will, but your will. And when He's being confronted in the, uh, the temple system, uh, at one point He says, don't you realize that I could, uh, but nonetheless, not my will, but the Father's will. It, I think I'm misquoting that, but you keep seeing Jesus say, I could do this. I could do it in my own strength. I could do this in my own authority as a son of God. And yet I'm going to depend on God and his plan to come through. Maybe nowhere that that is more visible than in the garden scene, in the garden of Gethsemane. And in fact, some of those statements that you're talking about actually point to, to that his statements there in Gethsemane when he was just about ready to carry what he called this cup that the father was putting in his hands where he'd go to the cross and he'd die for our sins to absorb all the penalty for all of our wrongs and help us to be free so that we could have this forever relationship with God. He prays in this most difficult point in his life. He prays to God. That's what we see him doing, depending on him and saying these statements like falling to the with his face to the ground and praying, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not 
as I will, but as you will. Mm. Yeah. This dependence. And we see this kind of dependence illustrated all through the life of the disciples, but it's all based on prayer. And so we have to ask ourselves all the time, how am I connecting with God? How regularly am I connecting with God? How much am I inviting prayer to be a factor in every decision of my life? in every action, where I choose to go and how I choose to handle this relationship, how I choose to order my priorities at work. Prayer, how much does prayer factor into it? And we, we start to see people uh, living that out when the rubber really, you know, the old saying, when the rubber hits the road, uh, you know, in, in loss of job or in hard times at work. Uh, in family deaths or family sicknesses, relying on God that even in the midst of this really dark time uh, with all kinds of doubts and all kinds of questions, and sometimes Christians give this off this idea that it's not okay to ask questions, it's not okay to ask doubts. Yeah, it is, especially in these hard times. If you've got a, a sick child, you've got questions. But despite those questions, relying on God that his way is going to result in something good in the end. It might be a long way into the end, but in the end. Uh, that That's where the dependence on God to come through uh, really shows up in our personal lives. And I think that that carries into what I think is the next big test of what dependence really is all about. The first one is, how is our life of prayer? I think that that is a complete test of our dependence on God. The second is our ability to, when life gets challenging, we get into the, the, the realm of taking big risks for God. That tests our dependence on God too. So it says right in the value statement that we have, there's a passage listed there in Matthew chapter 21. And it's found in verses 21 to 22. Jesus says this. He said, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it'll be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, that is this bold, raw attitude to say that if God's asking me to do something, mm. then, and I don't think I can do it because I don't have the power, little old me, that dependence means that he's going to give me the power to do it. He's going to yeah. give me the strength to do it, whatever he asks me to do. Uh, that's another mark of a dependence. And so... Where do we need to depend on God for strength to take big risks? That would be a question that all of us need to be processing through in our own lives right now. I mean, we there's certain areas in my life I'm about to leave on a, uh, a trip, and I'll be leaving my family behind, relying on God to take care of those things. There's, there's things probably, Corey, in your life and in all of our lives as we listen to this that we need to see God needs to come through, otherwise this isn't going to work. I was talking about this with my home church last night, and the, we were talking about risk itself. And one of our home church members highlighted the fact that sharing our faith with people who are they don't believe in Jesus, people who are lost, that is one of the biggest risks That's that true. that he felt that we could take. And we talked about it around the circle, and it was true. So think about the risks that it takes sometimes to say in the midst of a conversation that well, this is, this is what I think, and it's based out of my relationship with God. Or they said, just even to invite someone 
to come worship with mm. them on a Sunday morning or to an event that the church is, is it feels like such a big risk. Yeah. And it feels like I can't do it on my own and I'll trip over the words. But depending on God is so important when we feel like we're way out there on that limb. Yeah. Well, we wanted to talk a lot about what it means to personally depend on God, but just maybe, Corey, a, a minute or two on, as a fellowship, corporately, uh, what does it mean to be depending on God as a, a people of faith, a community of faith in this place? I think the same two things on a, on a big scale. So our life of prayer as a church. Recently, we've been talking a little bit about this as a, as a leadership team about what are some of the areas that we need to grow in. One of the ways that's been identified is pr- providing spaces for people to pray together mm. and that there's great power in that. And we, you know, there, there are seasons where people feel called to do that more than others, but we're feeling like we need to be headed into a season where we truly are praying together and banging our fists on the doors of heaven. Not, that's not a great analogy, but I, I, at least it's a very visible one. Asking God, God, would you please uh, make our church more effective? Would you please uh, fix what's wrong with us? Yeah. And would you please make us more effective? And all of those things. So look forward to, at least in our fellowship here, in the near horizon to provide opportunities, whether they're, we've done in the past prayer vigils or prayer meetings, where we just sit down and the whole idea is to pray and ask God. I think that would demonstrate our dependence on him. The second area is asking, how is God calling us to take big risks in order to reach people who are outside the walls, Mm. people who still need to find Jesus? And I think those risks are going to be financial in some ways. That's how God, it almost always either starts or ends up there, that God's going to tell me to lay my resources of time, talent, and treasure on the line. And is it worth doing, we have to ask ourselves, to lay them on the line for the lost? And with as a church, we resoundingly say, yes, yeah. we're willing to dig deep in order to host these events like uh, Young Street Party in the fall and maybe another event that's going to be popping up here uh, in in the spring to be able to reach into our community and tell them that we care about you yeah. and we have a message to share with you, too, that could just change your life. Well, hope that our conversation today has... Uh cause you to think about a few things. Maybe God has started to poke at a couple of areas where you need to start depending on him more. Uh, maybe there's a name or a face uh, that you need to take a risk with and start a, a spiritual conversation with them about. Uh, we pray that God will see you through and that he'll be your strength in all of this and that uh, you'll get to see God work in your life. God bless you. and We'll talk to you soon.